This is episode 194, Use Your Voice and Speak Your Truth with Amber. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I was just on iTunes checking out some of the latest reviews, and I'm just so touched by what you write about the show. I'm so glad it serves you. I'm so glad it helps you. Thank you for sharing it. And thank you to those of you who have done a rating or review of the show. If you haven't and you'd like to, just head over to iTunes, search for the show, click rate and review, and it's super easy. Got a great call for you today. We cover a lot of ground about how to speak up how to speak our truth, especially if we are a people pleaser or we want to avoid conflict. But this call is about much more than just encouraging the caller to just start speaking up. We really explore what's in the way. Like why is she so afraid of speaking up? So if you can relate to that, if it's hard for you to speak your truth, to stand up for what you need or to have what you would call difficult or confronting conversations, you're really going to enjoy today's episode. Before we dive in, I have a new sponsor for the show I'm so excited to tell you about. I travel quite a bit and I go through luggage very fast. In fact, I have a certain carry-on right now that Stephanos hates because it's so beat up and it doesn't have four wheels, but I just, I love it. I'm very attached to it, but I realize it's time to part ways and that's why I'm so grateful that I found a way. Away makes the perfect luggage. Their approach is simple. They create special objects that are designed to be resilient, resourceful, and essential to the way you travel today. And their luggage is inspired by true travel stories. They ask thousands of people how they pack, why they travel, and what bugs them most about their luggage. Then they designed a bag that solved a few old problems like sticky wheels and a few new ones like dead cell phones. So Away uses high quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from nine colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. Some key design features are all suitcases are made with premium materials unrivaled in strength and impact. The interior features a patent-pending compression system, which is super helpful for overpackers, maybe like me. TSA-approved combination lock, removable washable laundry bag, and both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A simple charge of the Away carry-on will charge your cell phone five times. So cool. I love this stuff. I got the Navy. So call to action for all of my listeners. You are getting $20 off a suitcase of your choice. Visit awaytravel.com slash over it and use promo code over it during checkout. Again, awaytravel.com slash over it and use promo code over it at checkout. And just another reminder that this is pretty much the last call for my retreat in Hawaii. If you want to join me in the beautiful island of Maui, and do lots of incredible integration work, movement, excursions, and just have a time to relax, unwind, and be nourished and nurtured, then join me. christinehasler.com slash Hawaii or email jill at christinehasler.com. As you are listening to this call, consider, do you have trouble using your voice and speaking your truth? 
Do you tend to run from and avoid any kind of challenging or confronting conversations? Did you have a parent who taught you directly or indirectly that it was better to withhold or just not share things in order to keep the peace? And finally, do you tend to dissociate or check out of your body? Are you happier in like your meditation, your spiritual world than you are in your physical world reality? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Amber. Amber, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you. My question is more of a concern (laughs) is that I've noticed in my life that I have um, a really hard time using my voice and I tend to flee from uncomfortable conversations or even if something's upsetting me, I tend to just kind of hold things in and not dive into those conversations that could be productive. I tend to run from them more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you run from them, do you physically leave? Do you change the subject? How do you run? Like ignore. Ignore. Ignore, ignore. But then what happens is like, it, then it starts to build within me mm-hmm. and my story around it starts to build. And your resentment around it begins to build. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I was thinking about this last night. This is like in every aspect of my life. Like I mm-hmm. can think of a, a friend that I'm facing this with, with work and then with my boyfriend from time to time. Can you give me a specific example of how it shows up either with the friend or the boyfriend, either one doesn't matter. Yeah. So I could do both. So I'm kind of going through, um, there's a, a girl who I, I used to be friends with and we've kind of grown apart. And if I'm being honest, I just don't even really kind of want her in my space anymore. Mm-hmm. And she wants to have this committed one day a week phone call with me, like to keep me accountable to staying in touch with her. And I'm kind of at a place where like, I don't really want that. Mm-hmm. But I can't even say that to her. So instead, I just like ignore the phone call that we're supposed to have. And then, yeah, with my boyfriend, it's more like if he's doing, if he's behaving away or doing something that upsets me instead of me sharing like, hey, this is hurting me or I'm not okay with this right now. I just kind of hold it in to not, I don't know. And I've been doing it for, I think, since I was a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Random question for you. Do you have any idea what your womb or birth experience was like? Uh, Rapid, like almost came out in the car. Okay. Okay. Is that what you mean? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. And any idea what your mom's pregnancy was like with you? Um, I don't. Okay. So your birth was rapid. Yeah. Okay. Like almost too fast for your mom. Like tell me the story she tells you. She was with my father at the time, or her husband at the time, my father, and she went into labor in the house, fell onto all fours on the driveway because she didn't think she could make it, got into the car, had her feet up on the dashboard, Mm -hmm. didn't think that she'd be able to hold me in, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. But she did make it to the hospital. She did make it to the hospital, yeah. Okay. And any complications or was that fine when you were born? Yes. All that was fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm asking is because sometimes this pattern of of leaving, of like running from confrontation or, and I have more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be tied to our in utero or birth experience because some part of our psyche doesn't feel safe in the world. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't feel safe with confrontation and those kinds of things. 
I don't know if that's it. And often like a rapid birth where, because when a baby's coming, were you her first child? No, I was her second. Okay. So she had a little bit of experience, but when yeah. a baby's coming really fast for a woman, that can feel really scary because it's like, am I going to make it to the hospital? And there's sort of like a push pull with her, like you even said, wanting to hold you in. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it can sometimes create a little bit of fear of, whoa, is it even safe for me to come into the world? Mm-hmm. And when there's that kind of fear in the psyche of, is it safe for me to come into the world? Often this kind of pattern shows up. So the other mm-hmm. question I have for you is how embodied do you feel? Like how in your body do you feel? Or do you tend to kind of check out? I check out. Yeah. I feel like for me, mornings, I'm very much in my body. Like my morning mm-hmm. prayer and meditation is the most peaceful part of my day. <laughs> and I feel very much in my body. And But then as the day progresses and triggers come up, that's when I go... Mm-hmm almost fight or flight. And for yeah. me, it's either freeze. Sometimes it's like all, like I did this yesterday. I was super uncomfortable and I was just like eating, yeah. eating, eating. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't do that all the time. So I know now like, oh wow, I'm uncomfortable. I'm trying to like comfort myself with right. food, right? but I'm not even tasting it. I'm just like comfort, comfort, you know? Right. right. Well, you're not even tasting yeah. it because you're not in your body. And this is another yeah. big part of the pattern. People that have this pattern um, off are, are actually really connected to the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Like meditation. Yeah. Some people do it through nature. It's like your happy place. Mm-hmm. But then like actual physical world reality and other humans, it's like, ah! yeah. 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 That's me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So before we unpack that a little more, I'm just curious because usually when people call into the show, they've thought about their question a lot before they ask me. Yeah. So I'm curious what you've made this mean and what you think this may stem from. I think that it stems from growing up, my mom, she never shared her voice in front of my stepdad Mm -hmm. or even us. So from a young age, I was always watching my mom keeping secrets from Mm -hmm. the family and saying, like, if we would go shopping, like, hide the bags before he gets home. Or if he was being, you know, an ass, my mom would just stay quiet. And I just kind of observed that growing up all the time is this just like, oh, we don't really voice mm-hmm. when we're upset with something. We just keep it in and put on our happy face and stay Susie Homemaker, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And what does that, what do you think? And I, I know you can see the negatives of that now, mm-hmm. but as a kid growing up, what do you think you believe the positives of that were? Like in other, in other words, how do you think that you believe that kept you safe? Um, because the home stayed pretty neutral, mm-hmm. even though there was stuff building on the inside. And like, I could almost see it at a young age. I could see my mom internally upset, but then on the outside, it was like everything stayed pretty chill. Yeah. And I see myself doing the same thing with my boyfriend. Like, I just want to keep things chill. Yeah. I want to be the chill girlfriend who doesn't ruffle any feathers. You know, you can count on me to always just be chill. Right. But then sometimes I'm like, people have no idea that on the inside, I'm like right. building resentments and all these other things. Well, I don't know how chill a volcano is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, right? I wouldn't describe a volcano as chill. I know. And that's basically what's happening here. So I love your awareness about it. I love your sense of humor about it. And just a question about your mom. How is she now? Has she, uh, what's her life like now? How's her health? You know what? Health is good. But for example, my mom had to have something removed on her head, like a pretty serious surgery. And she didn't tell any of us. 
Mm-hmm. Like she told us afterwards, you know, like, oh, just so you know, I had to have this thing removed on my head. Mm-hmm. And she's still, the same pattern has still continued in her relationship with her husband, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of don't say that in front of, like, I'll even see sometimes in front of my stepdad, I want to say things and my mom's face is kind of like, oh, are yeah. you saying that in front of him right now? You yeah. know? Yeah. So what are you afraid will happen if you don't hold things in, if you don't withhold? I think I'm just like deeply afraid of judgment and criticism. And I'd rather, it's almost like it's this weird kind of oxymoron. Like I want to stay comfortable, but internally I'm not comfortable. So. Well, it's, it's a kind of discomfort you can control, you know, your pattern yeah. of withholding you're very familiar with. So it's the yeah. kind of discomfort that you have power over. Whereas right. if you stop withholding and you actually speak your truth, then it's the kind of discomfort that also has uncertainty woven into it. Because and it's you, so scary to me. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the Brene Brown call the courage last yeah, night. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and I was uncomfortable just thinking about being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like I could feel in my body, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so uncomfortable even watching this because this is like, am I going to try to do this? That sounds really scary. What is it just when you feel the discomfort in your body, what does it feel like? It's like anxiety, like heavy chest Mm -hmm. and shallow breathing, Mm kind of just like that weight, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like fear. Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm -hmm. So all this is yeah, I hate to use the word normal because what's normal? Let, let me use the word natural. Yeah. <laughs> All this is okay, like really, yeah. really, really supernatural. And mm-hmm. I could tell you, well, you know, you just have to have, have, to have the courage and you mm-hmm. just have to speak your truth because that's the only way it's going to change. But mm-hmm. if I tell you that, that's going to almost like blow out your sense of safety. Mm-hmm. And so there's something that has to happen sort of first before mm-hmm. you can feel safer really not withholding, right? Because that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the thing. And that's where a lot of kind of personal growth and coaching, I don't want to say does damage because that's too dramatic of a statement, but misses something big because, you know, you identify what you're doing and basically Mm -hmm. it's like, we'll just stop doing that and start something else. And once you Mm -hmm. do the new thing (laughs) for long enough, then you'll feel fine. It'll feel scary at Mm -hmm. first, but it'll feel fine. But what we often don't take into account is the cost of giving up that protective survival pattern. And Mm -hmm. often that's a massive cost. And the cost is I don't feel safe anymore. And that's Mm -hmm. a huge cost for all of us. Mm -hmm. So what needs to happen before you start just speaking up and not withholding is Mm -hmm. establishing a sense of safety inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that involves first like getting into your body a little bit more Mm -hmm. and feeling safe in your body. So you are someone that would benefit, I think very much so from body work, actually Mm. hands on body work and a body Mm -hmm. worker that can kind of talk to you as they're, you know, touching various parts of your body, releasing energy, those type of things. So you start to establish the connection again between your mind and your physical body and you start to reassociate. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done body work? No, you're not the first person to recommend it. Okay, great. (laughs) Which is interesting. Yeah. Okay, great. That's the first thing. Now, quick, quick, to backtrack on that really quick. Yep. So if I don't have, you know, access to an appointment with someone who does body work and it kind of just needs to be done like on the spot where I can get into my body, do you have any like tips for how 
I can do that myself. Yes. So if you listen to last week's episode, I walk Mm -hmm. the caller through creating a feeling of safety by leaning up against a wall, uh, standing up, feet about a foot away from the wall. So your back's really on the wall and your knees are slightly bent and you feel the wall on your lower mid and upper back just supporting you. And you start to like come into your body and feel a sense of safety for you going out into the earth and putting your feet in soil, like actual ground and grounding and breathing. And instead of using it as an opportunity to disconnect and go into nature and like kind of leave, I want you, (laughs) I want you to think about more like pulling the energy up from earth, but also pulling your energy into earth. So imagine kind of shooting your energy down and really feeling your feet and feeling, feeling your legs. Yoga would be good for you, but like kind of more the the physical, the nyasa yoga. So you're in your body, even Kundalini to an extent, because even though that's very spiritual, some of the poses and practices you have to hold for so long, like you really, (laughs) you really, really get into your body. But for you, it's so much of a, and if we go back to your birth, which Mm -hmm. I think has a large part to do with it. It kind of set the pattern up and then your mom's behavior reinforced it. Right. Mm. So, you know, you could have gone the other way. You could have, you could have been like, oh, well, my mom never spoke up. I'm not going to be like that. And, Mm -hmm. but because you kind of already had this pattern of it's not really safe to be in the world and then saw like your primary caregiver withholding, it just, it Mm -hmm. just reinforced it. So mm-hmm. a big thing for you is going to be to like really slow down, like slow down your movements, slow down mm. how you go about your day, give yourself enough time, like don't rush to things, don't be late to mm-hmm. things, like give yeah. yourself plenty of time and space to sort of calm your nervous system down. Because mm. when, when you're in that fight or flight pattern, the thing that starts to pull you out of that is first accepting it, accepting that it's there as a protective mechanism, and then mm-hmm. really doing things to calm the nervous system down, like to really mm-hmm. calm the nervous system way, way, way down. And this is, this is simple. It's simple, but powerful. Mm-hmm. So tell me how this is landing for you so far. Yeah, really well. It's definitely resonating with me. I'm like, I'm with you on all of it. Because like, <laughs> okay, I do, I consider myself a pretty conscious person, you know? So like, I know when I'm in that fight or flight, kind of what that brings out, what that, how I show up in that. Yep. And I have to tell myself multiple times a day, slow it down. Like yep. I have to say in my head, slow it down, slow it down. Yeah. Start also saying I'm safe. I'm safe. Okay. Everything's okay. It's safe mm-hmm. here. Like, mm-hmm. because part of what you're establishing is being safe in your body and just safe on the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, the other yeah. thing with the withholding, because I relate to that pattern, that was one of my coping strategies as well. Like, if you don't want conflict, mm-hmm. just lie through a mission. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that one. And actually, part of what has helped me heal that pattern is my relationship. I also believe that we're not here to heal completely on our own. And that we actually do some of our healing work with other people. And so do you feel safe with your boyfriend? Do you feel like you're in a healthy relationship? I do. He's amazing. He really is. You know, I would say 99% of the time, it's pretty beautiful. But then there's the 1% where I might need to have a difficult conversation with him and I just don't. Okay. So this is where your practice is. I would do a Mm -hmm. little bit of, of everything we talked about. 
And mm-hmm. then start because you feel like you're in a healthy relationship, that's the place to practice. And if we mm-hmm. are going to lean into discomfort with uncertainty, doing it with mm-hmm. people we feel safest with is the best place to start. So right. how I did this is, mm-hmm. and I can remember like in early in our relationship when I'd have things I needed to talk to him about and I'd have knots in my stomach, I'd want to throw up. Yeah. It was like a terrible <laughs> feeling. And it, part of it is because, well, one, you know, my pattern, and I think I've talked about this in the last podcast, my pattern is more withholding. His pattern is more blah, you know, like reactive. Oh, okay. yeah. And so those mm-hmm. two things often, like it, we could have used that as an opportunity to, you know, pull apart from each other because he mm-hmm. would have been annoyed by my withholding and I would have been scared by his reaction, but we actually use yeah. that as an opportunity to heal. And so yeah. what I did is I would come to him like, you know, not in the middle, like if we had an argument or something, it often I'd need some space to kind of just like uh-huh. get into my own skin yeah. and, you know, and then I come to him in a calm say, space and I would just call it out and I would say, I am so like, I'm shaking. I'm so scared to talk to you about this and Mm -hmm. I I need to. And we had a a deal where we would always like in those kind of arguments, we'd always be touching each other somehow, like holding hands, sitting like face to face and that no one would leave. Powerful. No one would leave. And so you could think about, you know, and you could even journal about this. That was the other thing I was going to say is really start journaling about all the things you want to say. Not just think Mm. it in your head, start to get it out on paper so that some part of your psyche is starting to see you're giving it an exit route. Yeah. So even writing letters to the friend, to your boyfriend, whatever, even in a conversation with him, you could write a letter and read the letter if that makes you feel a little safer. You could set guidelines around it of, you know, I really want to have an agreement that neither one of us will leave. I want us to be holding hands. I'd like, you know, for, for me to be able to just get everything out before you respond, you know, it's mm. really important for you to tell me that you love me even when we're, you know, in conflict, like part of what is going to give you a sense of safety is feeling really empowerment is feeling really empowered and mm-hmm. asking for what you need in these conversations. You won't have to do this for the rest of your life. And with people like your friend, it, it may not be possible to like set guidelines before you have the conversation, but with right. your boyfriend who you're in a healthy relationship with, I would make these requests so that the part yeah. of you that doesn't feel safe starts to feel like, okay, I've set a safe container. Basically what I'm coaching you on is setting a container for you to mm-hmm. be able to start speaking your truth. Because if you just bleh it out, it's going to terrify you. Yeah, Totally. All of this is really resonating. And it's funny too, because it's like, I know, especially for me, writing things out. And I used to do that when I was younger. Like I would write out a letter and then read it to someone. Like (laughs) I can't quite put the words together. I'm going to write it down and read it to you. So it's like all these things (laughs) like I've heard and I've known, but I haven't been doing them. It's like, I've, you know, so just to be reminded, like these things do work is super, super helpful. And it will feel scary. You know, mm-hmm. it, well, I don't want to necessarily make that an absolute. It probably will feel it, a little bit scary. It will feel scary. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, but that it's like getting on a roller coaster and putting on a really heavy seatbelt and harness. The roller coaster mm-hmm. is still scary, but you know, you are super strapped in. 
we went to Disneyland the other day and they check on, on the rides. I mean, the rides aren't even that scary, but like on Indiana Jones where you're bouncing all around, they check your belt. Yeah. So even though there's some uncertainty and there's a little bit of fear or anticipation, Mm -hmm. you've got that belt on. So Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're like, all right, like I'm going to get on the roller coaster. I'm not going to withhold things anymore. Cause I, one that doesn't feel good. It's not, it's not great for relationships. And like, I don't want to make myself sick over it emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, or physically. And so yeah. what are the seatbelts that I need so that I can still get mm-hmm. on the ride, but I feel safe. And that's two things. Yep. That's the internal work we've talked about in terms of the body work, the making yourself feel mm-hmm. safe that I love that you're doing those meditations, but I want you to bring yourself back into your body a little more. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's setting the container. So it's the inner and outer feelings of safety. Okay. The other little bonus thing, if you want to try is start speaking up in low risk situations. For example, you go out to dinner, you order Mm -hmm. a salad without dressing. They bring it to you. Mm -hmm. It has dressing on it. Most likely knowing your patterns, you would just eat it. I want you Mm -hmm. to say, Oh, excuse me. I asked, I asked for this without dressing. Do you mind redoing it? Mm Mm-hmm. It's those okay. little things of speaking your truth that, you know, kind of have low risk, kind of with more strangers. I want you to start mm-hmm. trying that. Okay. Okay. Yep. Questions? I'm trying to, I don't think so. I feel really good about all this. <laughs> okay. Are you in mastery by any chance? I'm not, but I'm thinking I would like to. Okay. That would be really great for you as well. I just went through my own coaching course. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Where I kind of, you know, learned some of these skills. I'm just like, this is interesting. I just learned all this stuff and I like, can't even apply it. So <laughs> yeah. Well, the, and please forgive yourself for that because it's, you're right. You can't because it's too traumatizing. Yeah. So, and again, that's kind of what I was saying back to that the gap in, in a lot of personal development and coaching is that there's all this information about how to change but not taking to an account that that could really throw your nervous system out of whack. Mm-hmm. So, so much compassion, so much forgiveness. It's really about before you go and quote unquote, do all these things, creating a sense of safety. And the reason I asked mm-hmm. you if you were in mastery is because there's an empty chair process I teach in there where you talk to various aspects of you or different people in your life or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think it could be powerful for you to have a conversation with like newborn you, the you coming into the world. Because my sense is when I like tap into it, like you even felt like you had to withhold being born, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it was so fast and you could feel kind of the, the push pull with your mom in terms of yeah. wait, she doesn't want me to come out, but I want to come out and, and, you know, and so you kind of had to withhold even coming out. Mm-hmm. So this could be something that like a hypnotherapist helps you with as well. Just sort of having a conversation with that newborn little girl and telling her like she can trust her timing. She can trust her intuition. It's safe for her, safe for her to be in the world. It's safe for her to be on her own timing, all those things. Mm. I will just start like sobbing, crying. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be good probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 And just really, really, really be gentle with yourself because mm-hmm. what you fear from the outside world, judgment and criticism, 
I hear you doing a bit to yourself. Oh yeah. And that's what we do. We're like, oh, well, you know, I'll judge and criticize myself more than anyone else possibly could. So if it happens from the outside world, at least I'm prepared. Yeah. Because I'm already doing it. Exactly. So ease up on that too. Okay. Okay. You're doing great. Oh, this was so helpful. Thank you so much. I have my notes and feel good about it. Great. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much to Amber for speaking your truth and using your voice on this show. I know it served so many people. So just a couple things I'm going to break down from this call. I've known from both my own training and from coaching people for a while and from my own life that when it comes to repetitive patterns like not speaking up, running away from conflict, there's often a lot involved that creates them, but they always serve a purpose. These repetitive patterns like avoiding conflict, not speaking up. And that purpose usually has to do with safety. So for example, a pattern of worst case scenario thinking or waiting for the other shoe to drop, a pattern we talked about several weeks ago on the show, even though that pattern can feel really upsetting and produce a lot of anxiety, the core of it is it's attempting to keep you safe by thinking about what's the worst that could happen or bracing yourself for the other shoe to drop. It's a protective patterning that's like, well, if I imagine the worst then I'll be prepared. Amber has a lot of tendencies of what's called a leaving pattern, meaning that the person finds safety in checking out, dissociating. And she does that by leaving the conversation, avoiding the conversation completely, or checking out with things like food. Now, I started studying all these personality patterns. This is the work of someone named Stephen Kessler. He wrote a book called The Five Personality Patterns, which I find really, really fascinating. And it's really helped me in my work with coaching people. And the leaving pattern tends to emerge when someone has a womb or birth experience that makes them feel unsafe, like it's not safe to be in the world. That's why I asked her about her birth. And we learned that her birth was very rushed, that her mom had to kind of hold her in. So there's that pattern of withholding and there's that pattern of not feeling safe, not really feeling safe to even come out or be born if there was like this kind of holding her in. If she was going against the pacing that well, quote unquote, the doctor or the hospital wanted her to come at. Now this leaving pattern was reinforced by what she saw mom do. So basically mom taught her is how you stay safe is you don't voice things when you're upset about. So even though Amber's chill on the outside, stuff builds up on the inside, which is why I asked her, you know, do you think a volcano is chill? Because that's pretty much what you're doing. Another question I asked her is, what are you afraid of if you don't withhold? Like, what are you afraid will happen? Because I really wanted to get clear on what this pattern was protecting her from, like what this pattern thinks it's keeping her safe from. And the answer was, she's deeply afraid of judgment and criticism. So the other thing the pattern is going to do is judge herself and criticize herself more than anyone else could as another attempt to keep her safe. So what we really talked about was not pushing her to go out and start speaking her truth and call her friend and tell her she wants to end the relationship or all of a sudden have these deep conversations with her boyfriend. It was really about practicing speaking her truth by creating a safe container first, putting some guidelines in place. 
she said that her boyfriend was a good person to practice with. So before we even talked about what she could talk to him about, it was more about how do you create a safe safe container? What are the requests that you want? Do you want to be holding hands? Or, and I didn't mention this in the show, but oftentimes people with a leaving pattern, they need a little more space. So she may want to be sitting across a table from him or something, or it may feel good to her to hold his hand. She gets to set those guidelines. She can make the request that They have a talking stick and she gets to speak her truth until they pass the stick. Another thing we talked about was her writing the letter and actually reading the letter. So I really wanted to empower her to create a safe container rather than just push her to go and have the conversation. So my coaching was really about helping her feel understood and empowered, not about being a cheerleader or advocate for her to just start speaking up. Notice not a lot of the coaching was giving her encouragement to speak up. We didn't talk too much about that, but more about creating that safe container and practicing in small, gentle ways. So some takeaways for you. Consider if you relate to that leaving pattern. And if you know anything about your womb experience or birth experience, that could be a huge dot that maybe you haven't connected. And you may be asking, well, what do I do about that? Well, you acknowledge it. You kind of normalize your reaction by going, oh, like if I didn't feel safe in the womb or at birth, of course I had to deal with this feeling of safety. Sometimes we understand our psychology or psyche even on a deeper level and we connect dots. We have a lot more self-compassion and we stop thinking that something's just terribly wrong with us. And then use a lot of the tools that I gave Amber in terms of feeling safe, in terms of the body work, in terms of writing letters. And even if you don't relate to the leaving pattern, the feeling of safety is huge for all of us. So slowing down, grounding ourselves, the wall exercise I mentioned. And if you are going to start speaking your truth or having vulnerable conversations that usually scare you, create a safe container for it. What are the guidelines you need in place? What are the requests you need honored so you really feel safe to share your truth? And finally, as always, my mastery course is open to you. We just had an amazing weekend. Everybody that's in the mastery program came to Marina Del Rey for a one-day retreat. It was so incredibly powerful. If you join mastery, you get to come and join us next year. And there's always a live Facebook group and my Facebook lives and also the monthly group coaching call with me. You can access all of that at christinehasser.com slash mastery. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.